Hey, it's Craig Hemingway, Communications Manager for the City of Moose Jaw. Welcome to the Notorious Jawcast, the official podcast of the City of Moose Jaw, Canada's most notorious city. And on this episode, a full night at City Council October 15th and a number of initiatives getting council approval, including a new strategic plan for the City of Moose Jaw. City Manager Jim Pufalt will stop by with details on that, an additional construction crew for the city, and an enhanced winter maintenance policy. We'll also chat with Parks and Recreation Director Derek Blay about the recent trail survey, which received a resounding response from our community. Before we get there, a reminder, Free Yard Waste Weekend has been postponed by a week. It will now take place Saturday, October 26th, and Sunday, October 27th. It was scheduled for the 19th and 20th, but really uh, the leaves didn't start to come down in, in you know big amounts until after Thanksgiving. So we thought, you know what, the weather's turned nice. Let's give residents more time to gather those leaves and other organic waste from the yard, and then they can dump it off for free October 26th and 27th. During Yard Waste Weekend, we'll waive that $10 residential tipping fee. You can get rid of all organic waste, leaves, grass clippings, weeds, prune branches, as long as they're no larger than one inch in diameter. Uh, you can bring a trailer. If you have a single axle vehicle, bring a trailer behind you to uh, get rid of that waste. Dual axle and commercial trucks will be charged the regular landfill fees. So, Thanks for your patience with that and uh, good luck in your yard getting ready for free yard waste weekend the 26th and 27th. Also, in case you missed it, at the most recent council meeting on the 15th of October, City Council giving those with tickets to the Scotties Tournament of Hearts free transit during the event. February 14th to 23rd, the 2020 Scotties Tournament of Hearts, the National Women's Curling Championship will be at Mosaic Place and Council has approved that if you've got a ticket to any draw, you can show that ticket to our Moosejaw Transit drivers and then ride for free getting to and from Mosaic Place during the Scotties event. Council also adopted a measure to install temporary one-hour customer-only parking signs on the 300 block of High Street West during the Scotties. There are no parking meters on that block and to ensure that those businesses have parking for their customers during the Scotties, those signs were approved. A couple other big things approved by Council October 15th, and we'll have more on that with City Manager Jim Pufalt coming up very shortly. But right now, we're talking about the City of Moose Jaw Trail Survey. Between September 13th and 27th, the City ran a survey on our trails network, and in that time, 449 households completed the survey whose questions focused on current trail usage, potential upgrades, and how to make the trail system in Moose Jaw more inclusive. To discuss some of the results and what they mean, it's City of Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation Director Derek Blay. And Derek, thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. You've done a whole lot here, not even a year yet since you've been here, correct? Yeah, I think we're about nine months in, yeah. Yeah, no, settling in though and, and getting lots accomplished. And, and one of the things that's on your to-do list is doing a, a trails master plan. So I guess before we get to the survey, talk about what you envision for this trails master plan. Yeah, no, we, trails are a very important part of our community. And I think the, we'll talk about it a bit here. The results of our survey kind of correlate with that. Um, very widely used amongst the community and I think we see an opportunity here where Moose Jaw can be known for their trail system. 
Um, there's already a lot of important pieces that are in place, so it's just a matter of ensuring that we have a plan in place to ensure that our trail system remains current, remains up to date, that we're maintaining our benches, our, if we have proper garbage cans, if our accessibility is good, um, connectivity, all those kinds of things. So that's, I guess, the purpose of the plan. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because some people might go, well, we've got these trails, why do we need a, a plan for them? Don't people just use them how they're going to use them, walk or ride or that sort of thing. But but really it is about, as you mentioned, there's a lot of different things along those trails we need to uh, make sure are maintained, updated, all those sorts of things. So so we did the trail survey and asked people uh, about 15 questions related to city trails. And, and, and you know we won't get into the full results. It'll take an awful lot of time. But uh, what were some of your biggest takeaways when you looked at the results, which by the way, 449 people did fill out the survey? Well, actually, uh, the 449 is actually households. Those 449 households represented 963 people in our community. So uh, very satisfied with the, with the results we got. Um, I think, and there's also really good representation from all areas of the city, which is one of the questions was, which area do you reside in? And it, it was fairly balanced uh, throughout the city. So that's really going to help us. Um, some of the other uh, important, I guess, uh, Stats coming from the survey, 67% of respondents uh, use the trails a minimum of one to two times a week. So that goes to show how, how often they get used. 41% uh, of people use the trails through, throughout the winter. So it's, uh, it goes into our, maybe our, a, a possible strategy for winter maintenance, looking at which trails get cleared. If they're going to be used quite a bit, Let's have a plan in place to properly maintain them through the winter to provide that access and that benefit to the residents. Um, we had over 150 accessibility, safety, connectivity concerns brought forward um, throughout the trails, so that'll be uh, implemented into our master planning. 88% um, of the respondents supported the development of the trail system, so another positive stat. Um, and then we had over 200 just general comments regarding the trails plan. Um, anything from some ideas around signage to connectivity to accessibility, accessibility issues to, so a lot, lot of good feedback from it that's gonna be really important in developing um, this plan moving forward. The things we might not know or realize, we could have an assumption about how our trails are used and, and what the priority should be. And chances are a lot of those things might line up with what people tell us, but it's through exercises like this where we can find out some of those specifics where we go, oh, okay, we didn't really realize that or realize the number of people that, that have the same concern. Even another one that pops, so 98% of the people either biked, ran, or walked on the trails. So how do we incorporate that into our trail usage plan, all those different kinds of things. So it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be good putting all these pieces together and coming up with a plan. We, we're looking forward to that. Sure. And this is one of the, I guess, the, one of the first big steps in that plan and it will be a process to make sure it is done right. So can you lay out the timeline for, for the plan? Yeah. So, so prior to, to getting the survey out, actually, we took some time here over the summer to uh, to walk every single trail, uh, I guess uh, the 40 kilometers of the trail network that we had, and we documented, um, actually through our phones, we were able to GIS track all the amenities, all the different things. So we, we know where every single bench is, we know where every single sign is, garbage can, um, we know every um, every ramp, so if you're going onto a sidewalk or from a street, we know the areas that we have proper ramps and areas that we don't have ramps. We've identified a lot of areas where there's no connections, um, some areas where we can improve safety if there's a crossing, different things like that. And those, these have all been documented 
and inventoried. So we take that portion of it, we combine it with the public feedback, and then this is where we start building the plan, the prioritized list. And then our, our prioritized list is gonna focus on four key areas. So our four key areas are our amenities and our signage. So having a, a plan in place to ensure that they're up to date and that they're effective and they're what the community wants. We're gonna have a connectivity plan to make sure that areas that we, we don't have proper connections within the trails that we, and there could be some safety concerns that we have a plan in place to address those, those connection issues. Accessibility, uh, again, have a plan in place to identify or to improve on the areas where we have minimal accessibility. And that's not just people in wheelchairs and things like that. It's, it's the moms pushing the strollers. It's the, when you're pulling your kids in the wagon. It's people on the, the motor scooters, all, all these different kinds of things, making sure that we have a trail system that everyone in the community, community can benefit from. The last item was just the surfacing. Um, we got some feedback on our surfacing and we want to have a plan where we have a consistent, I guess, set of standards in place for when we do develop new trail or we go to upgrade our existing trail that there's a set standard for surfacing. It's probably leading down the lines of our perimeter trails. Our main trail network would be an asphalt trail with any connections being a crusher dust trail. Different right. things like that that I think will be all incorporated into one plan and will give us a good working document so as funding comes available, we can act based on community needs and community input. Sure. Derek Blay, a Director of Parks and Recreation for the City of Moose Jaw, talking about the recently completed trail survey. 449 respondents. We thank every single one of you. And again, as you mentioned, uh, uh, those are just households themselves. So just under a thousand people uh, that survey represented. So uh, a really good broad base of uh, data to go for to make that uh, trails master plan. Anything else you want to add? No, I just want to thank everyone who took the time to fill out a survey. And um, we will be doing some further consultation as well. So as we have, as we develop the plan and we have drafts available, we will have those out for uh, input from the community before coming up with a final plan that we will take to um, the city council for approval. That's Derek Blay, Parks and Recreation Director for the City of Moose Jaw. I'm Craig Hemingway, Communications Manager for the City, and this is the Notorious Jawcast, the official podcast of the City of Moose Jaw. So we've got the Trails Master Plan being worked on, and that really falls in line with something adopted by City Council at the October 15th meeting, a new strategic plan for our city. To discuss that plan, along with a couple other major initiatives passed by Council October 15th, it is City Manager Jim Pufalt. And Jim, glad you could stop by. Always excited to come. I think this is like my second podcast this year already, so maybe third. <laughs> So I think we're uh, we're killing it, man. We're bringing up uh, we're bringing a ton of thing to council, and I'm excited to be able to come on the podcast and talk about all the the cool things we're doing. Yeah, as we said, a lot of uh, neat things got approved at the last meeting, October 15th. And let's start with what will become the overarching vision for City Hall uh, here in Moose Jaw, the strategic plan uh, adopted at City Council on the 15th. And I guess give us a bit of the background for those that aren't familiar. I mean, this does go back almost a year and a half. It, uh, it absolutely does. One of the things uh, when I was first hired, we talked about with council was the, about the need for a strategic plan to update where we're at and what we were doing. And so we were very fortunate to get Doug Griffiths, the author of 13 Ways to Kill Your Community, to be able to come to Moose Jaw as part of a, a kind of a community event and then also have a session with council and senior our senior, senior strategic leadership team and then just talk about the city as a whole, what we can do better, um, where do we want to go, and all those types of things. And so 
June of 18 with City Council and our members of our strategic leadership team and an opportunity to talk about the city, where we would like to go, what, uh, how we had to work together to accomplish these things. And so we came up with, you know, a really great set of values and seven overall objectives that we wanted to work towards. And so we did a ton of work on those objectives over the ensuing year. And uh, we wanted to come up with a format that we could present to city council and the community and really, you know, there's a lot of detailed planning that goes in behind these documents, but it's a lot of detailed planning that goes in behind these documents. So 40 or 50 or 60 pages of stuff is hard for people to wade through. So we wanted to give something a one pager or a two pager that we can show the community. This is what we are trying to achieve. And these are our major objectives. And here's some of the actions we've taken under the objectives, because again, a strategic plan is only as good as the work we do to accomplish it and then let people know what we've done. So Again, it was important to be able to do that and able to present that, that package to council on Monday. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's a one-pager, easy to read for everybody, knows the major objectives and the major things we're working on to, towards those objectives. So it's very, I think it's very cool. It's kind of a new way of doing things because, you know, quite honestly, every community in the world wants to be the best place in the world. They want to be the best place to live, work, and play, and all those things. And we want to, too, but how we get there is another issue and so we come up again with a real simple reason for us being here is to you know to to make decisions that are interest of the community as a whole based upon our values and if we do that we are going to have a community that grows that prog is progressive and is making the right types of decisions as we go forward so we're very excited to be able to, to release this out um, and then we have another session coming up in uh, three weeks with Doug Griffiths again to do more of an update of and what's the next big thing that we need to be ready for and plan for so that the community continues to grow and prosper. Because, I mean, we have done, as I said, a ton of things. You know, we've got the industrial park happening. We've got a, a sales agreement on, on the land. We've worked a cool thing happen on Monday that will be coming out soon enough. So, you know, there is just a lot of work that's been done towards achieving these objectives, and we're excited to be able to present that to the community. We've got the strategic plan uh, right now at moosejaw.ca, and as you alluded to before, a plan is a plan, but it's nothing without the action that stems from it. And importantly, I think tied to that document are some of the actions that have taken place, even the last year and a half, some of those accomplishments that are tied to the values, correct? Absolutely. Again, if we talk about one of our major objectives is agricultural diversification and innovation, and I do recall even when our discussion last year in June was about the Southeast Industrial Park and what we were going to do about it because we had no concept plan. There was nothing really happening there. So, you know, since that time and because uh, it was a, a certainly something we needed to work on and a major objective that council and, and management uh, decided upon, we were able to get back in front of council with that. We got a concept plan designed and created. We uh, were able to attract SAS power to the industrial park. We were able to work a major land deal with a private investor that wants to develop the land at their cost and bring in industry. Um, and so that is a, you know, a, a fully concrete, actionable item that may have been languishing before we sat down together and said, what do we do? We have this tremendous asset. What are we going to do about it? So, I mean, that is... The beauty, and, and again, if you do strategic planning right, there is concrete actions that actually come out of this. It is not a pie-in-the-sky, airy, 
fuzzy, nice, warm thing. It's like action. This is what we do. And again, um, I'm very much uh, action oriented. You know, let's talk about things, let's plan, and then let's implement. And, you know, we can talk about things till the cows come home because I grew up on a farm. Cows come <laughs> home. But on the other hand, let's get some work done because we got lots of work to do. There's an urgency that we need to have as an administration and as a city. And we need to just get out there and get things done. Further to that, uh, as we said, there were lots of things that, that came before council at the last meeting and a couple of uh, big items that came that, that speak to some of the objectives uh, through the strategic plan of you know serving the community and, and trying new things. Uh, let's start with uh, the new, or shouldn't say new, but the revised winter maintenance policy, which uh, trains some uh, of our existing staff and makes a, a bigger, better, faster crew to attack snow uh, when we have a major snow event and really increase those response times to getting streets cleared. Absolutely. And again, that, uh, you know, fits in well with the strategic planning and being an entrepreneurial civic administration, not scared to try new things. And, you know, certainly council is one of the things that, when again, when I first came, talked about uh, was the snow removal policy and not being what the people wanted or expected it to be. And so, um, again, to be able to provide that exceptional level of service, which we're always striving to do, we needed to revise our approach to things. And if we are going to provide, you know, that type of response, we need more resources to be able to do that. So, you know, with, uh, again, increased in-house resources and continuing to use private contractors to give us a hand where necessary um, in with regards to truck hauling and that or snow hauling and that type of thing, we're able to come up with, I think, a really solid plan that, uh, you know, actually we implemented somewhat over the last winter and will fully implement this year. And then again, we'll have a a better response of what people expect and what they want us to be able to do. And again, this was really a result of the community saying to city council, we're not overly happy with the way snow removal is. We want it to be better. Yeah. And that, again, we can't create uh, resources out of midair. That has to come along with it. But we have the responsibility to make the best use of resources that we can. Yeah, and Council has dedicated those resources to this program by adopting this uh, revised policy uh, the other night. Uh, again, the full scope of which you can find at moosejaw.ca right now. Uh, the other big one, uh, the creation of an additional construction crew uh, on our engineering side. Council approved this, an in-house construction crew uh, designed to get repairs done quicker and save us money. Well, and the again, this is really part of that uh, being entrepreneurial about how we use our resources. That additional construction crew is coming at no additional cost to the city because you know, previously we spent about $500,000 in consulting engineering fees that we paid out to firms to do the engineering for us. And within our existing budget, we were able to create an in-house engineering team that, you know, right now is working on 2020 cast iron program, getting that ready for tender. And so we're able to take that 500000 that we used to spend externally and now put it towards a new construction crew that will deal with a couple of things. Uh, we'll deal with the backlog of repairs. We're up to 136 repairs that we haven't got done yet that are uh, languishing in the system. And then once those repairs are, are we're up to speed on that, then we'll be able to transition one crew into construction. And it's really efficient because again, we'll be able to take our in-house design, we'll be able to give it to our own construction team and say, here you go, go build this. 
we obviously won't have enough resources to do it ourselves. We'll be able to supplement the work that we do with private contractors. So in the end, we'll be able to spend uh, what we're spending now plus and attack the cast iron program faster than we are right now. So again, a really a better use of our existing funds to be entrepreneurial, to uh, be uh, creative, to provide better service to the customers. Because again, 136 problems in our system that aren't fixed are affecting people. It affects them every day. And so we need to repair those at the most, at the least expensive way and use our resources as pos as good as possible. And I think we're really accomplishing that with this, this reallocation of existing funds to a construction crew. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited about that because that's one thing we talked about as a long-term plan with council and the budget is how can we put more resources to the cast iron program? And that is a way to do that because we're using our existing resources to put more resources to it. So it's exciting. Um, and it is, again, showing that if we have, you know, the best possible use of the resources that we're given and trying to provide the best possible customer service that we're able to accomplish both those goals. And so, again, we're pretty excited. We're bringing that construction crew on. We're going to work towards... Uh, you know, really, you know, bearing in mind that we have uh, we have labor relations and contracts that we have to follow, but we're going to operate as much as possible of, of as efficiently as possible, making sure our crews can stay on site um, and can reduce downtime and mob and demobilization costs. So again, it's a pretty exciting opportunity for us. Um, but again, our bottom line goal is always to provide the best customer service possible, and that does that because again. We feel sorry. We feel bad for the people that have to deal with these issues that are are out there in our system that we haven't got to repair. So we need to repair those. City Manager Jim Pufold, anything else we've missed? I don't even know if I could even talk anymore. There's so much <laughs> cool stuff going on. But yeah, no, those are the big ones for sure. And we got some more cool stuff coming. Um, you know, certainly we have a new app coming that I think people are just absolutely going to love. Absolutely going to love. <laughs> I like that. Uh, absolutely. Hero. Absolutely going to love here all week. Um, again, will allow us to be better, quicker, stronger, faster in what we do, and that's always our goal. Um, you know, we've done a lot of work in, internally on culture and uh, the the creation of a culture of service, and that's what we're here for. We're here to serve the people, and so anytime we can do it better, faster, stronger, quicker, we're all about it. And so we're excited. All these things are coming through. We've you know seemed like we've been working on this for over a year, but now it's all coming together at once. It's just like, holy, this is exciting. New app, new website, uh, hang tight for more on those over the next few months. Uh, as we turn the corner, looking ahead to 2020, it's all coming fast, uh, but it's all good. And, and uh, thanks for your time. It is absolutely my pleasure. Our thanks to City Manager Jim Poofald and Parks and Recreation Director Derek Blay for joining us. And a reminder, everything we've discussed on the podcast, you can find more information at moosejaw.ca. I'm Craig Hemingway, and thanks for listening.